Hello, and welcome to Learning Things with Kyle and Phil. I'm Phil. I'm Kyle. And we have an amazing guest for you today, Mr. Eric Bergstrom. Great harmony. Oh my God, that was silky smooth. I love it. <laughs> you know, we learn something new every day about each other. It's a great thing. Good man. Eric Bergstrom uh, is a great guest. He's a comedian that I've known for a very long time, almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And he is a great stand-up comedian. He has a Comedy Central half hour that's already out, that's been out for years. Uh, he just, uh, you know, recorded a new album uh, a few years ago. He's been on Colbert and he's also a cartoonist for The New Yorker, which yeah. we really get deep into. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to talk about. I mean, he's got a crazy story. Um, he's a cancer survivor. Uh, we also hit on that in this episode. His cartoon work is amazing. He actually drew a skull right over here. Yeah. Uh, um, so he's an incredible uh, cartoonist, hilarious guy, um, got his start actually in cartooning uh, when he was about 12 after he saw some in the, uh, some 1960s and 70s playboys that he found yeah. uh, as a little kid, which kind of inspired him, which is just so funny to me. It's just so funny, um, you know, and it's like, you know, you kids, you don't know, you know, we had we had the right magazines back in the day. You know, what do you, <laughs> you know, you're not getting inspiration from Pornhub. OK, yeah. <laughs> And we, and we talked about it. We actually talked about the uh, comparisons of the the art that was uh, in both Playboy and in the New Yorker. Um, so, yeah, we, we really get into that and the artistry of all that stuff. And, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of different things. We talk a little bit about cancel culture. I know, guys, everybody does. But. Uh, yeah. We did about that too in Twitter and everything. So those are some great stories, though. Those some, are some really great stories. great stories. Yep, and a lot of great stuff. He's a really great guy. We think you're going to love him. Yeah. Um, and uh, would you like to tell us about our sponsors? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this week again is brought to you by Coco Jordana Photography. You can find her on Instagram at Coco Jordana J O U R D A N A. An amazing photographer, headshot photographer. Uh, she shoots weddings, portraits all kinds of things mm -hmm. give her a uh, a, a look coco jordana photography.com mm -hmm. is her website she's running a 20 percent off all packages right now if you contact her and book through her using the code learn all capitalized 20 that's learn 20 we also want a uh want to give a shout out to um our other sponsor good luck dry cleaners phil reese jeremy penn absolutely incredible artists uh, Phil has an insane uh, background in the marketing and PR world, working with incredible athletes, entertainers, artists, created his, uh, created his own um, moving art gallery back in the early 2000s, uh, I believe is when they were founded, 2004, 2000, 2004, 2006. Nice. Um, and um, they've just been doing amazing, amazing, amazing work. Please go give them a shout out. They supply some merch for us, some masks, some t-shirts, some hoodies. Great t-shirts. Um, and amazing masks, too. Yeah. That are all uh, in COVID uh, regulations. They have a filter within them, which is great, too. Right. And very fashionable. Yeah. Go check out their website, goodluckdrycleaners.com. Go buy some art. Go buy some merch. Give them a look. Also, this uh, episode is brought to you by Peaceful Squirrel, an absolutely amazing company. Uh, one of my... Great friends, Tony Stein is a partner in uh, in the company. They sell their uh, food on Amazon. What they do is they sell boxes of snacks, but healthy snacks, healthy um, health forward snacks. If you're gluten free, if you have any kind, if you have any kind of tolerance to, uh, or, sorry, intolerance 
to um, you know if you're vegan or, or whatever it might be. Uh, or gluten problems like gluten, me and sorry, yep. digestive stuff. And this yep. is perfect for that. He gives you boxes that are curated to your certain ailment or whatever things you want to get more of. Let's say it's gluten or you're watching dairy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all healthy alternatives, which is even better. Super awesome company. You can find them on Instagram at Peaceful Squirrel. At Peaceful Squirrel. Uh, and you can find their uh, work on, or sorry, their products on Amazon right now. If you just type in Peaceful Squirrel, you will find them immediately. You can also find them on our website at the bottom of our homepage where all of our sponsors are mentioned. If you click their logo, it will take you directly to their Amazon page. There so, we go. let's get into this episode of Learning Things with Kyle and Phil with the one and only Eric Bergstrom. See you later, guys. What do you want to say? Yeah, I want to talk about cartooning, man. You want to talk about fingernail painting? Yeah, you want to talk about how terrible it is when you're drunk after you get done doing an audition at like nine o'clock at night. You're like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna paint my nails. You do an audition at nine p.m. Nine p.m. is late these days. It's like actually two a.m. Oh, it's super late. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like shit is over, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, uh, cartooning. You draw stuff, right? I draw stuff. I mean, I draw boobies. I have. There was a while, maybe about 10 years ago, when I was right before I started doing any cartooning for The New Yorker or anything, where I was um, trying to get in at The New Yorker and at Playboy at the same time. Wow. It was the same style of cartooning, and I was indeed drawing boobies. (laughs) Um, Playboy was accepting cartoons. Oh, Playboy has actually. Yeah, they do tons of cartoons. I got into cartooning. Less because of the New Yorker and more because I moved into a house where I found a stack of uh, 1960s Playboys Mm -hmm. where there were just great cartoons cartoons in there. They are the same style of Mm -hmm. cartoons. Um, Like Mad Magazine kind of cartoons. Exactly. They're really good. There's Mm. there's like some real. I wish I could think of an example, but it like blew my mind. Uh, Just like. Oh God! Uh, redheads with huge hair, or like I don't. It's, Harry Bushes. No, well, Harry Bushes, yes, oh, but just like fonts and like huge, the biggest cans I've ever seen, like curvaceous women, yeah. and then like uh, wonderful like grayscale cartoons that, uh, yeah, I miss. God bless whoever left all of those magazines. Uh, in, <laughs> there was like a treehouse as a child where I found like a navy hat box yeah. full of 1960s Playboys. All sticky. Yeah. They were not. Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's so because of, that's because of hats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all that hat juice that got on the yeah. magazines. Did you did you start <laughs> did you start collecting more of them after you found that? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, I was like twelve. I didn't have oh, a ton of. Um, gosh, it was that early? Okay, yeah, it was cool. that early. But I mean, I feel like that's that must have been sick though. That, that was, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's because you're getting art and you're getting a little extra. Until mm-hmm. until I put uh, to my, <laughs> my, my little it's like the sister, ranch dipping sauce. My on little sister My little sister read me out, and then all those things. Ew, ranch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Bubble. Um, 
So your sister your found sister. you touching yeah. these yeah. sticky Playboy magazines. No, well, she found the stack of Playboys and then they disappeared uh, unceremoniously. But like, <laughs> really? uh, but I feel like that really not only in, in like help informed my taste in women and cartoons. It awakened you mm, yes. in many ways. My powers. <laughs> so what, uh, you know, they I'm took get... those away and then I got into Magic the Gathering and I blame. It's like it's like uh, when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, I'm from Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and the North Stars, uh, the hockey team moved from Minnesota to Dallas and became the Lone Stars. And like overnight, I became a hockey, or like overnight, I went from a hockey fan to being really into Spider Man. It just really? like made me into a nerd. Mm. And like, I feel like that is something where it's like they took away my porn as a child. And immediately, <laughs> I started playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, you learn from things that are taken away from you. Learn, and he's but never watched porn, habits. and he's never watched porn. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, but I mean that was. Ah, what are those ladies like? I mean, it's kind of like watching the ladies on Mad Men, except for uh, just curvaceous what in the, women. In the porn yeah, cartoons? Yeah. Just women. Super, I don't know. Yeah. I, lo I love. They all look like Joan yeah. from I, Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my dear God. Yeah. God bless so did you, did you did you ever end up getting any of your cartoons into Playboy? No, but uh, no. but I did have some good back and forth with the Hugh Hefner's daughter who was in charge Oh. Uh, Playboy. I, I felt like as soon oh, wow. as I got into the New Yorker, I uh, stopped trying with Playboy, which isn't necessarily a good thing because uh, I wish I had. Yeah, but you got a lot of shit on your plate, yeah. though. I mean, you know, it's also yeah, doing stand up and shit, like and you know, it takes a long time. I start focusing on stand up. Yeah. Oh, so you were doing cartooning before? Uh, you know, I like trying to submit shit and everything. Uh, no, not necessarily before stand up. About the same time is when I started both. So okay. Um, and I I have another one coming out in the New Yorker in like next month. I have another cartoon. Nice. That's, mm. They picked a like a weird morbid one, so I'm looking forward to. Okay. It. Yeah. I was, and, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, can you explain the process of getting your work accepted? Because I think I've seen. I I, I think I watched a documentary, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was about cartooning and well about the New Yorker and how they accept your submissions and how it's like a, a weekly process, right? Mm -hmm. Right. There's a weekly submission, the editor in chief or whoever it is reviews or can you can you kind of explain that? It used that? to be different where when I started, it was just I was like the youngest person of a bunch of like 80 year old men that would be in there. And then uh, it has turned over. It's turned over. It's got they've gotten uh, not only has uh, was it Bob was the Bob Minkoff was the old uh editor cartoon editor and now it's a lady named emma who has like a much more quirky uh like i i really like the taste that she's had in cartoons like it's gotten a lot that's quirkier. cool like it's like yeah. it's the they feel a lot more like um fun my set yeah fun and, and my not set, overly it's, intellectual it's less about <laughs> cartoons that are um I mean, there, there, was, there was a point where it's like, <laughs> is it about cats? Do old women on the Upper West Side get it? It's like it just yeah. felt like humor about banks for women on the Upper West Side. Mm, yeah. Um, and that and that's fine. That had its place. But like, that's why I like those Playboy cartoons, because they were all filthy. 
Yeah. I don't know. I wish I could think of a... And everyone's but, fucking filthy, man. Well, it's not even just yeah, that. Everyone's it's, filthy. It, it's like uh, you're putting emotion for emotion's sake. You know what I mean? Like, I like the the thought of, like, more openness. Like, I know what you're saying, like, about the New Yorker and stuff. Like, because I've liked a lot of their cartoons a lot more now, too. Because yeah. it's it's not just, like... I don't know. A lot of times when I read publications like that, I feel like it's really just a way for, like, like white upper middle class intelligentsia to jerk each other off yes you know it, it felt like watching frazier exactly and now there's a higher level i think of just more like we're just trying to be funny in a smart way you know mm. and like but we're not trying to be smart we already are and it'll yeah. just shine through and there's still there's still a stylistic nod to that but they do <laughs> they do uh like they haven't lost that aspect two things entirely and they shouldn't and they shouldn't i think that's right. a main part of it and why i like it but i'm i'm saying like i i agree with what you were trying to say yes yes no i mean because like once in a while i'll still read something that's a little bit aloof but like they i don't know i i used to not laugh out loud and now I that's that's what i'm saying it's like i feel like i constantly get uh disillusioned by things like yeah. now that like uh I do comedy and shit, you know, it's like comedy is one of the weirdest professions or jobs ever because it's like somehow through comedy, you're able to like infiltrate, like infiltrate these like worlds of like academia and shit. Like you can be if you're a huge comedian who never even graduated high school, you can end up writing an article for The New York Times. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like right. all this weird shit. So it's funny. Which is so funny, but it's also like as I start leveling up, leveling up, it's like all these things. I used to think I was dumb as a kid, all this type of stuff. Yes. So as I get Same. older, right, I think a lot of comedians do, and that's why we go after a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, like you start leveling up and you start not really getting disillusioned, but just being like, oh, this is all bullshit. Yes. <laughs> have these people came from like certain families that have this shit. So they all they had over me was diligence. They didn't have intelligence they, or they anything. They had backup. They had uh, yes. They had the great home situation of a fallback a, plan, right? Tutors, right, right. some tutors, yeah. like shit like that. And it's just like it's you know I've only written two articles for Alec, but like now that I do journalism, I'm no longer impressed with journalists. Yes, because I'm like, oh, it's that easy. all you have to do is know somebody. Really, I mean, you yeah. have to be good. Don't get me wrong, you do for sure. But you also kind of don't like i know people just, i'm reading it and i'm like this is like a high school fucking essay this yeah, isn't that yeah, great yeah. this isn't really that special you know and that's not a knock against the individual or even the publication it's a knock against like i don't know just the thought of what like it means yeah. to even be intelligent and what it means yeah. to be a writer i mean there's mediocrity and you know, I mean, so much shit just, is up its own it's ass just, but i think i think writing and listening to what somebody has to say and report on is you know we can take that and more personally you know yeah no it's that, true that mediocrity it's like well, what, the, what yeah i think there's How a little this? bit of that but i don't know it's just well it's like when there's a bunch of like uh comedy writers they're like harvard grads or something like yeah. that it's like part of me is why like, <laughs> that's cheesy but then it's like if conan o'brien is did Conan go to Harvard? Or he did, yeah. but it's like, but it's yeah, like, sorry, go oh, it's like, oh, well, you're one of the more brilliant people on earth, uh, comedically. Right. So, like, of course, no, no it's not in respect. I don't know. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I agree to an extent, but then there's another time where it's like, you know, 
coming from, you know from where I come from where I did I didn't grow up rich or anything but you have like or uh, or or even poor like pretty middle class but everybody is just like an average Joe they're just very average people and I'm telling you some of the most average people some of the people who have the most menial jobs are some of the smartest people in the actual fucking world right and they absolutely. just get discouraged and don't do anything with their lives because they don't think they deserve anything and it's like I'm telling you there's 50 fucking Conan O'Briens in whichever hood in any fucking state you can find mm, sure. you know and i'm not saying that he's inspired me in millions they all of ways. string dance yeah that's what i want no they cannot okay and that's why he was the head writer of the lampoon okay if you can then, string dance no, but that's then the thing fine. it's like the lampoon it's like i've read the lampoon i can't like i'm not i'm not necessarily a diehard uh a fan of it and that's what I'm saying. It's but those guys, as soon as they come out of fucking college, immediately get some job writing on the fucking Goldbergs. Right. Meanwhile, there's a fucking comedian who's been working for years and years and years. And sure, maybe they don't have like a million spec scripts or something, but they would be better suited for the job. Yeah. You know, and for every, you know, 10 comics who don't take themselves seriously, there's two to three who take themselves very seriously. Well, it's like, how do you write a spec script, too? Sometimes that's like the thing that's lost in translation. Yeah. For, yeah. I don't know. So so when you we we know you're a, a cartoonist for The New Yorker, um, I kind of just want to go back to that submission process, because it's I, from what I understand, it's not like you are an employee of. No, it's like New York Mag. Like, it's you like, are uh, no, no. I mean, with the New Yorker, it's like a, it's like a freelance gig, right, right. But it means that I can submit whatever I want. Okay, um, okay. But it is a weekly thing. It used to be something where you would go in every week uh, and show them a stack of your cartoons. Um, right. And now it's been more remote since the pandemic. Mm. And there have been years while doing uh, stand up where I've just not done it as much. Um, but with the pandemic, I'm doing it a bit more. Do you find it difficult to have kind of the cartoonist and comedian balance, or do you find them to kind of be two sides of the same coin? Uh, both. I find that like it is, they're two sides of the same coin, but I find like the more I draw the little, it's like, it's like exercising that muscle. So it's like the more I think, uh, just as a comedian, like, and just like, cause like when I'm writing, I like to write a lot of like one liners a day okay, and just short jokes. So like when I'm doing that, uh, wh whatever I'm putting time into is easier, but then I feel like it does take away from the little one, like, or from the other one. Like if I'm spending a lot of time drawing, I'm not spending enough time writing. It feels like, and yeah. if I'm spending a lot of time writing, I feel like it takes a little bit of time to get back into drawing. Which is tough mm. for you because I, I feel like you're you're more of a one liner comic. Yeah. Which is a lot of work. But they but but they but <laughs> if they I do don't have lend, it, I can just scream. But they do <laughs> lend to you. Uh they are kind of the same style because uh a lot of cartoons are just one line jokes uh represented through like visually. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, do you do, uh, you know, much art casually or is it mostly? Uh, I used to now, sometimes I do commissions and that's, uh, that's about it. Uh, I, if I don't have my notebook, I might have a notebook. I try to draw a lot of goblins, which is silly. <laughs> All right, cool. Like, just like little, 
like if I'm writing a bunch of one-liners uh, in a notebook uh, here, maybe I could show you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'll draw a bunch of like, or I'll write a bunch of one-liners a day. I try to write. Oh like, wow! Yeah, yeah. I try to write about a hundred of them daily, and then I'll draw a hundred one-liners a day. Yeah. Please show Holy the camera shit. there. Shit! So like that's that's what I'll try to do. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Hard fucking work, man. Uh, that is insane. Well, I mean, there are some days where I fall. <laughs> Short by like, and they're like, we'll take Davy. He was at Dartmouth. It's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, fuck it's you. Pretty neurotic. I don't know. No, it's like, it's ah, fucking it's, great. Show that. Show that to the camera one more time, just yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah. Don't take any of those jokes, motherfuckers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of like shit. zoom in, enhance. People are enhanced. <laughs> Trying to steal enhanced. his shit. <laughs> Yeah, and hence, was that this one is like I just matched with my ex's boss on Bumble. I've never felt so powerful. <laughs> so it's like I don't know like little things, funny, but little things, yeah, yeah. Like little one-liners. No, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in. The, I'm kind of. I don't do that much, but uh, I try to wake up and write like twenty funny-sounding things. Yeah, and they are, and that's what it is. It's twenty uh, funny-sounding things, and then sometimes they're just like because a one-liner is just like a, a boiled-down premise. Yes, that you can add to. Uh, like I, I just happen to do that and not add a lot to. <laughs> But I should add more. Fuck uh, you. You had plenty to the table. Okay. Was yeah. Right. You had I a Comedy that. Central I half hour. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I like uh, you know, I, I do stand up comedy on a roof. You've done stand up comedy I in bet, theaters. I've been taking <laughs> that half hour really paid off. I've been able to take clips of that and put it on Instagram and I'm finally uh living. No, that's yeah. actually no. I am doing that, but that's. It seems like a lot of comedians are doing that now, where they're taking clips from old stuff, and it's just like, I don't. I don't know what it is. If it's just that we need Instagram to feel like we're still doing something, <laughs> feel like we're but doing something. I think it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also like now. I think most people like. Like being a Twitter comedian and all that stuff is like a thing now. Yes. And but not every comedian can really do that. Like right. not every comedian's like a jokey joke comic. So it's like, but they feel insecure because they're seeing all their friends write tons of jokes and some even getting jobs because of stupid shit like that. And yes. they're like, fuck it, I'll just take a clip, put it on so people at least see I'm funny. I mean, we splice mm. this up. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, put yeah, it yeah. on there. Yeah. You know, so take clips off. Yeah, yeah. You sure. know. I don't know. I feel like there's something about there's uh, Twitter, uh, and there are people who just do well on Twitter, and that's all they have. No, there's it's completely true. Yeah, but then there's other people who are first still. But yes, yes. yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, gonna <laughs> slight either group. No, no, slight them right here, right now. This is, this is why we're in a here, public dude. forum. No, please I, slight them. I just <laughs> Twitter used to be fun. I thought it was fun for a while, yes. and now it's yeah. just like. Uh, then it just turned into, and that's fine because it should be a political forum also, but I, maybe Trump ruined it. I think so, where it was just like, oh, like, because before you would see your friend who was also liberal, like, write some dumb joke, and it yeah. was offensive, but the joke was that it was offensive, yeah. and it was fine, and now you have people where it's like, fuck, I remember when they wrote that bit, now they're in a shit ton of trouble. It used to be like a ton of <laughs> fart jokes, and now it's, yeah. they're just like, just dumb jokes, or like, or people would like live tweet the Emmys and just yeah. say something stupid, 
yeah. and now uh, it's just a lot of copy paste political oh, yeah. opinions. Now, if you yeah. make Twitter jokes, you can't. They can't be about anything, really. It has to be like aimless, yes, like absurdity. Yes. Like that's the only way, at least for me. Or self-deprecating. Or, self, or super, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. It can never be like, you know, we like to act like, you know, there's no, uh, you know, there's uh, no more humor at people's expense, but uh, that's the cornerstone of humor. Yeah, honestly. that's how it works. That's kind there's of how it works. Target. There's always a target and shit, man. And, uh, you know, we need to choose better targets. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sometimes, but other times. That shit is a fucking bullseye, and they act like it's not a bullseye, and that shit is hilarious. Come yeah. on, man. I mean, <laughs> a bit's a bit. Spade a spade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A good bit's a good bit, even if like whatever stereotype they're saying isn't real. We all know that, but it's like all I'm saying is I was in heaven for all those years where it was okay to make fun of Asians. Oh yeah, I don't know what happened. No, <laughs> dude, that's I, not true. But it's, <laughs> some people are getting really messed up because they made a bunch of dumb jokes. Dude, did you see that? Uh, I, I gotta tell you, this is story of this girl. <laughs> Ellery Smith, she's a comedian or whatever on Twitter, and uh, she wrote this really long, like kind of like tirade about like how like no one should ever uh, make like Asian jokes specifically. She was talking about, but just racial jokes in general stuff. Which you know, I understand where she's coming from and shit. But she says that, and she's like, you know, anybody who says one and gets called out like deserves to lose their job and all this stuff. And then immediately, like, <laughs> like. 10 minutes later, this other comic, uh, Mike Racine, uh, like found a old tweet of hers that was specifically about Asians and super offensive. And she ended up losing her job and shit. And like, all because she was writing on like a show, dude. And she ended up losing her job. People were like coming at her, treating her like shit. Where, where was she working? She's working. Can you believe that she was working for fucking robot chicken? Someone like that was was working for Robot Chicken, one of the most offensive fucking shows on late night TV. Oh my god! Yeah, but who the hell cares what people think who work at Robot Chicken? That's, I know it's like they're making fun of the eighties. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want them to be racist, but I do. Uh, <laughs> hey, Val. I want all the racist people to be funneled directly to Robot Chicken. Because then I will not have to view it. Uh, <laughs> that is. But how crazy is that? that's a taste of your fucking own medicine? There should be a show called Racist Robot. Dude. <laughs> and it's happened multiple times where all these comics keep getting caught. Like uh, one comic who, you know, I, I know pretty well. I won't say his name, but everybody listening probably knows who it is. Fucking, you know, he like dug up all these tweets of this fucking uh you know uh writer who used to write for parks and rec and like some uh tweets about her uh you know talking about asians because he's an asian dude it was like what the fuck is this all about all that shit and everything and then people dug into his shit and it's like 10 black jokes 10 jokes about mm -hmm. jews 10 jokes about like poor people mm -hmm. and it's like dude serves you fucking right why are you digging in people's shit man i mean yeah. things i i hate this put it this way because it sounds wrong but it's like 10 years ago things were different uh oh yeah for sure like, and i understand the reasons for people, people being reserved people were uh I'm not saying it was okay then. I'm saying that people just didn't think about it. No, yeah. They or at didn't. least I didn't think about it. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think a lot of people, you know, didn't think about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, people thought about race. I mean, I did. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it wasn't this, like, uh, hot button 
issue yes. right. where it's like now if someone says the wrong thing or it gets twisted in the wrong way, we get to just tar and feather them. You know, and it's like, dude, stop playing. Like, you know, you said something racist. That's For probably sure. why Everybody you're being so fucked up to this guy. Me. Well, I mean, is losing your job the Every right fucking uh, repercussion for it? That's what I'm saying, too. It's like, dude, it didn't happen at work. So why the fuck is right. your job taking you out? Like, what? I mean, it's, like, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's, kind of, it's just a no. fucking PR thing, man. It's like, it is. They don't want to. Because now that people know and but they it's, know that they work for this company and the company knows that it's like yeah well if we don't get rid of them you yeah know what I mean? then it's a bad look on us you yeah know what i mean because then we're gonna get flack for not firing somebody who said these things yeah, in the past yeah. and it's like but does that mean that if robot chicken has a racist sketch everyone should be fired associated with that because i, yeah. I think i'm almost certain they do they definitely did i remember that's why i thought it was so funny that she got fired from uh robot chicken because they had a specific sketch in like season two uh, called, uh, was it homophones? Are those the things? The, yeah, sound li- the same. They sound the same, but they're two different things. And one of them was, excuse my language, uh, chink. Mm-hmm. And that was. Like in it, the armor. It was a fucking suit of armor. Oh, and a little girl goes, chink. You know, and then they had an Asian person. <laughs> And then they fired. They just fired this girl. My grandpa. So it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's hysterical. You would hate. <laughs> Pardon my language, but that joke was hysterical. Stop <laughs> action funny. animation. Yeah, that's our mission. It's not actually to talk to you. It's just to get you drunk. Yes. Yeah. That's- that way you you can tell us how you really feel about minorities and, oh, <laughs> and Twitter I, I and everything. The new majority. <laughs> I don't of. know if that's even a thought. Well, it's just uh, you know what it is not that uh, it's the well number one we we are simply because it's just like white people are one type of person and minorities are every other type of person. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you know, if it's like yeah, uh, yeah, t- sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I know what you're talking about and shit like that. But I think people are just giving you shit more, which is good. I think that, that is, needs to happen. I think it's 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 it, uh, it's just I really think know, it's like th- it's just white guilt takes it so fucking far, and this is like it right. a lot of shit. I'm, right. Well, what, I, the whole losing the job thing, I really think that comes from. Uh, I I don't know if it does, but I feel like. That's something that happened with like it started as women wanting that as the punishment for any type of sexual harassment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's they've just equated like lose your job for anything. For anything. Anything we don't decide we like, you will lose your job for it. And you can never yeah. get that type of occupation ever that's, again. Right. That's why they can't that's what well that's why it's so destroy, fucking insane. They can't destroy Louis C.K. fully because he's self employed. Yeah. yeah. Which is I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know. No, I, I mean, we were kind of talking about that earlier. We were talking yeah. about that type of stuff. And it's it's very interesting because it's just like, that's why I'm so attracted to doing like this podcast and, you know, making all my own stuff. And like we've talked about how I don't really like the clubs that much, like all that shit, simply because like I want to be uncancelable so that I can just do whatever my art is, you know, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the fucking day. It's not about like, oh, I'm a bad person, so I want to be uncancelable. It's like, no, nah, I just want fucking freedom and not have somebody on my goddamn neck yeah. because of like one instance or some tweet I sent out that somebody takes the wrong way because right. they were treated shitty when they were a child. So right. now they never accomplished anything. Now they get mad. Yeah. 
you know, like and these people don't really fucking know you in the first place. They so don't. It's like, so they just want to vent about me. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like I, I was you, thinking, you know, Louis yeah. C, you know, Louis CK has been doing like shows overseas and shit like that. Oh I yeah, he's totally that. fine. He's been yeah. doing shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Guys. Oh, has he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Also, Europe, I mean, if we're talking about like sexual impropriety, Europe's kind of fucked. I mean, you know, their age of consent is like 14 in some places. Japan, it's like fucking 14 and shit. Fucking uh France and shit. They're I mean, into Latin that. Stuff. America in general it's like legal also. So. Like Yeah, I guess. The world they are, they well. are utopias. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to just Louis C.K. and 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> 14 year old. 14 year olds everywhere. <laughs> Best weekend of my life. Well, yeah. On that note, yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to Learning Things with Kyle yeah. and Phil. I'm Kyle. I'm Phil, <laughs> and I'm 14. <laughs> here we are. And he's 14. Yeah. Thank you for coming here, little boy. Would you mind telling us your name? Uh, candy first. Um, <laughs> That's what you have in your hand a right promise now. This is a promise. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. Uh, this big boy candy. Liquid candy. Yeah, <laughs> my dad. It's kind of me. like. Um, the goo that they would have in the big uh, in fucking the tubes Power Rangers? when we were kids. No, it was oh, like the okay. sticky fucking like, oh, the glue, sour. Like, oh, I hated like, that shit. Gigantic toothpaste, have clear name, tube. Like, it have a name like Candy Snot, and like kids were just like, I love it. Love yeah. It. Who doesn't love to eat their boogers? Do you guys remember uh, uh, fucking like green and like purple ketchup? Yes. <laughs> that was horrifying. Oh, they yeah. tasted a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Tasted yeah. a little bit like their colors. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. that was all like psychosomatic, but I do remember that. They did uh, so weird ketchup. They did uh crystal Pepsi. It. Yeah. Remember crystal and then Pepsi. and then they had uh I just remember that era. So fucked up. <laughs> they they had uh peanut butter and jelly in the same jar, like straws. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Smuckers, uh yeah. They still have those. They though. definitely Goobers still have those. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and they yeah. have the crustables. And the crustables, stuff too. the frozen peanut butter yeah, and jelly sandwiches yeah. for the yeah. most low, like just the laziest people on earth. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Kind of. We actually saw a dude fucking eat his boogers when we picked up this fucking. Yeah. Table. Right. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah we were like walking down the street with like the table or some <laughs> shit, and uh, or we were in like dude, a cab or something. We're in the and, cab bringing this table back. Yeah. To the studio, you pointed it out to me. You were like, "Dirty I'm motherfucker, like, dude!" This man just went hard in his nose. Grown <laughs> man in his mid to late twenties. I don't know if he's really grown at that point, but fairly grown man. Oh god, hard in his nose and just eats that shit yeah. right on uh, the corner. I did. Right I on mean, the corner in Chelsea. I ate my uh, my oh, boogers as Chelsea? like a little kid. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, oh, it's a Chelsea. Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. You can't tell a Chelsea table. I can't from tell it's gender if that's what you mean. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like a Hudson a Hudson Yards IKEA. Yeah, you know, they they do shit differently over there. Oh yeah, bro. That's the Manhattan High Society that we just keep referring to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as a little kid, did you eat your boogers? I did. Yeah, when I was really young. I did when I, I was remember, little. I yeah, I remember trying it as a little kid and being salty and, and going, like, "This isn't for me." No, I thought it tasted like McDonald's. Oh, oh god, <laughs> it probably it's does. Not necessarily not accurate. <laughs> there's some. There's a marketing dude from McDonald's being like. Tastes like boogers. Okay. <laughs> Kids like, will love it. No, I mean, yeah, he's like children love it. I remember it tasted make like, it, it saltier, like <laughs> a uh, McDonald's cheeseburger with no like ketchup or anything, none of the fixings on it, 
And that's what I like. What as a type child. of fucking talk about those Willy fucking... Wonka booger were you eating? <laughs> Jesus. Can we talk a about the pickles dogger. that are on the fucking the pickles Gross. on these these McDonald's burgers are just fucking disgusting. They're like rubber. They Ugh. they snap differently. The cheese they, on them, everything. especially too. I love it all. Uh, really, you're a big you, you're a big fast food guy. guy. I not, not necessarily, it. but like. I, I don't eat McDonald's a lot. I'll eat McDonald's about once a year when drunk. I, uh, I've i already used up my one this year, but like yeah. I will get drunk and I will just be like, I need McDonald's. And I'll go yeah. So, mm. And it could be the difference of uh, getting sick or not, just eating. Oh, <laughs> last time I ate it was in like 2017. It's because my roommate at the time was from- um, I love uh, how you remember the date. Was from Sydney. Well, yeah, I have a whole recording of it because I thought it was, like, it was the first time I had eaten McDonald's in like- Wow. Six years. You're like it was a crisp like winter day. I fucking <laughs> I ate that shit. I I couldn't even finish it, and I immediately within thirty minutes I was like sweating my balls off, fucking bloated. Yeah. My stomach starts feeling like shit. Like I'm gonna puke. It's a my fucking drug, dude. Fun. Like I feel like up. It has saved me from hangovers though. Like <laughs> I have to be plastered. It's that grease, and then I'll get it, and then Probably. it's like, it, well, it's like something padding my stomach. But it yeah. is garbage. Oh, yeah. I, I will look oh. in the mirror and be disgusted the next day. Like, I, For sure. I'll feel like plastic oh, the next yeah. day. Oh, yeah. But it is still, it's good. I was also going to say, I saw some goblins in there. You're talking about goblins. Yeah. Uh, have you taken psychedelics ever? I have never taken psychedelics. No. Really? Oh, wait. Because uh, I feel like I know those guys. Selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those goblins. I thought that was like Jeremy and... Uh, <laughs> Andy, I, I swear to God, I yeah, saw Selvia Dude, fucking dates. Oh, wow. <laughs> Selvia. Okay, that's okay. That's very intense. You're typical. Oh, yeah. is, that, is that atypical? I mean, Selvia, Selvia it's crazy. like something you get on like the boardwalk, you know, oh, really? like fucking 10th grade. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, probably, that's closer to when I took it. No, I took it like uh, freshman year of college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I never took it. People were telling me like, you know, I had a couple of friends that took it. They told me it was super intense, but it only lasts like five minutes. Yeah, that's what it was. I yeah. saw Mario Kart for like, just like, you know, that cloud man in Mario Kart yeah, yeah, who like yeah. has his fish... Like I was oh, just fishing was, you out, fishing you off the uh, when you fall well, off the map. Well, I, I just oh went around God. the circle a couple of times and then uh, saw that, and everything, <laughs> everything became very um, like I could see music. It was very cubic. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, uh, I, I heard like uh, DMT and uh, salvia are very close in that in that one aspect. Mm -hmm. It's like you take it and you drift away. And then yeah. is that how you kind of felt? Were you still on the plane of this? No, no, I can't. I was definitely like on a different plane, but then I returned <laughs> quickly and I just felt like I was uh, dehydrated and hungover. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you kind of got like, a, like, it was like you felt quick. drained. Yeah. Though after was, you were done? It was just like, boom. And then, yeah. Okay. Because that's one thing, like I've taken DMT a couple times, like three times. And, uh, not like three times, three times. And uh, yeah, I didn't feel like exhausted after it. I definitely wanted to question everything I had yeah. seen and everything that ever existed. Uh, but I didn't I didn't feel hungover. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. is a plus. I've never done that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, if, you, acid, if you like yeah. that, you should try it. Oh, acid's amazing though. Acid, I mean, acid's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, People keep trying to get me to take acid or shrooms. They shrooms, shrooms I would good. say shrooms is more intense, but I would yeah. say take shrooms first because it's just like it's a very very natural okay. uh trip and hmm. transformation and it kind of makes you a bit closer to the earth 
which uh, whereas like mm. it's more emotional whereas like acid Gross. i hated it already no <laughs> yeah yeah mushrooms no. can be super emotional of course <laughs> Yeah. That is the greatest line in the world. Yeah, emotions can be super emotional. Did I say that? Emotions? Yeah, you said emotions said can be super. Oh, I, <laughs> brain is fried. I got four hours of sleep last night. No, I love I, that though. I've That's cried great. in public enough. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I would say do ask. But this time, this if time. you cry in public, they'll be like, oh, he's growing. Like he's, <laughs> he's yeah, coming. But only he's if they know what show. I'm doing. Not, <laughs> not that. Yeah. I would argue that any crying in public is probably growing, but it's also disgusting. That is man. true. Yes, and yes, yes. We should never cry. Hey, Minnesota guy. We should right. get. We should <laughs> lift weights and smoke. <laughs> Don't worry. We already know you're a strong man with your denim jacket. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you. We know you. We know you're a union guy. Okay? I got you. Gotta support, <laughs> gotta support the union. Gotta... <laughs> so what's the what's the pandemic been like for you? Um, oh, um, as, a, as a cartoonist, I, as a comedian. As uh, an I was going to say, dick wise, have you been dating? Oh, I got. Dumped, I got dumped. <laughs> Here's what okay. Here's what happened, and this is not necessarily fun to say, but like okay, during the pandemic, I got dumped. Same. Then I got confused a bunch, and doctors told me that I was like sexually. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I got confused a bunch, like just doing whatever I was, like just. And doctors told me I was having waking seizures. Whoa! So it's like basically I. Basically, I got isolated during the pandemic. Didn't know what was going on. And then started having seizures and not knowing it. Uh, and then they gave me a medication that makes it so I don't. Um, but like, I was like hearing things and stuff. Oh, like wow. That. So it's like I was kind of tripping on my own. Um, and now I'm, and now that the seizures are over, ladies, <laughs> uh, he's back on the market. I, about to have a seizure in your puss. Yeah, dude. Ooh. He's still, but that dick is shaking. I'll tell you that. that right it now. is <laughs> like a wet wow. puppy in your puss. <laughs> yum yum. <laughs> Did you ever get COVID? I, you have it now. No, I, 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 I no, I've been vaccinated, so it's like I oh, hope nice, I don't nice. have it now. Um, yeah. what did I? There was maybe about a year ago. There were two days where I couldn't taste anything, and the oh, doctor wow. said, uh, "Don't do like don't go anywhere." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I've never tested positive for COVID oh, or anything yeah. like that. So you probably had it if you had that, because I definitely had that. Yeah, I think we all had it. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this though. Um, you know, I know. Me and you, you know, we haven't been super close forever, but I feel sure. like I'm starting to know you better and everything. And I remember, um, you know, you struggling with, you know, cancer a yeah. few years ago yeah. and everything. And, you know, how, I've, I've never really uh, known anybody who survived. How, how does it uh, how does well, that feel? What does it feel good. like to actually, hear it and be like, actually, no, uh, as of like this Monday, it'll be five years in remission, which is good. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. That long. So congrats. Thank congrats, you very much. Yeah. No, it's been a while, but that means that I, I just saw my oncologist and they said that after five years, I'm uh, my oncologist, uh, just the cancer doctor. You don't know what an oncologist is, is that which I assume everyone does, but I, I just had a conversation. We're, so we're not all smart people folk no, like no, you, okay? No, 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 Some no, of us no, didn't no. go oh, to Harvard and write on uh, the lampoon. No, but I guess my point is I didn't know what an oncologist was before I met one. Um, it's okay. I'm yeah. the, the, the 
I'm I'm just as likely to get cancer again as anyone else is what they said. So I don't have to see my cancer doctor anymore gotcha. uh, right. after this last meeting. So no more great. no more cancer probation yeah. officer. No more can yes, that's a good way to put it because it was you know, it was it really check was, in with the PO every fucking it, month. Was, it really was like every couple of months they'd just take a pile of blood. Just take it out and uh say like yay or nay. So yeah. yeah. That's fucking Crazy. that is amazing, it's dude. Good. That what is so of, fucking good. What kind of cancer did you, were you I had uh stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, so it was like the most yeah. Whoa, that was, real shit, bro. Yeah, but it's it was the most advanced of a very treatable cancer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it, uh, something in your if, lymph nodes. If you don't uh, mind me asking, like how I did still it, don't know what a lymph node is entirely. <laughs> <laughs> but like I wanted to know, like, how did it feel like what was it like? hearing that diagnosis for the first time uh that i was right and they were wrong that, <laughs> oh my god it felt like because there were a lot of months where they kept telling me i wasn't sick and it was just i needed to meditate um no way totally so it's like it was like oh it, it was a bittersweet thing where it's like i'm uh yeah. every comedian hooray, likes me, i'm right? not crazy yeah and now i'm going to slowly uh wither and die yeah Fuck. so so what you just kept on going back to the doctor for like month like did you just yes for a year i kept going because i kept i was getting sick and i didn't know why how did it just start you just started like puking randomly sometimes yes uh shit. i'm sorry if this no, dives it, too deep but no I no just, it doesn't at all but it's like i'd go on walks at prospect park uh and i'd just start throwing up and i didn't know why but uh what, what else would happen like i would get uh i would wake up completely sweaty i would uh i lost a bunch of weight i didn't know why and like the doctors they kept just being like well you keep you're showing up sweaty you've lost a bunch yeah. of weight are you so you're not doing cocaine because you're doing like you have all these coke symptoms gotcha. and my point was to them repeatedly was like who does a bunch of coke and like goes in immediately and it's just like i don't know what all these coke symptoms are someone help me out and like mm -hmm. at the same time i see that's what a cokehead does do but yeah but that's not what i was doing so yeah, yeah. no it, it's tough like my my mother uh she was a, a nurse for like years my whole entire childhood and all that stuff and she would talk about that type of stuff you know when people would come in and they'd say they have certain ailments and stuff yeah some they, people are neurotic yeah. Yeah, they're just neurotic and stuff. But no, there's been times where, you know, they've she and even like other patients have had to fight for other patients. Yes. Be like this person's clearly sick. Mm -hmm. Like you got to do something. And I understand from the doctor's standpoint, too, because people are either lying to get drugs. Sometimes they are neurotic right, right, yeah. or they're thinking like at the worst, this guy has a stomach ache and there's an actual guy dying of Hodgkin's lymphoma over there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to do that. Yeah, it's hard to distinguish between people when they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my heart goes out to them because uh, they are dealing with a lot of drug addicts. But mm -hmm. so, I mean, they could be blaming me for that and then dealing with four other cokeheads. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so you're a Minnesotan guy. I am. Yeah, I'm where from are you Wisconsin. from? Oh, Wisconsin. Which yeah. part? I'm from Appleton. Do you know Appleton? Appleton. I do know of Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, yep, yep. They have a comedy club. They do. It's called uh, Between the Locks, I believe. Well, it's in, that, it's in it's in that building. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Come on, man. You need to get me in at the Appleton Comedy Club. You motherfucker. I have not. What's going on? I have not been there, but there's somebody who's. Somebody, I feel like it was like Pete, Pete Lee. Do you know Pete Lee? I do. I know Pete Lee. Yeah, he's, he's from Wisconsin. I feel like it was him or someone else had a had a comedy video. It was just like Appleton, Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, and they kept saying that and then saying that there was a comedy club. There uh, is a comedy club. Brian Regan's performed there. I know that for sure. Ooh, um, look at you. That's a that's a nice Midwestern flex. You know what I mean? <laughs> For like Midwestern Florida, like Brian Regan's been. Well, at least like somebody like nameable yeah. that like uh, is a big We care name. about the Christian crowd. Uh, Brian yeah, Regan's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know the fucking name of it off the top of my head. I would have no, to, no, I, would have no, to I just know. I don't know the name of it off the top. I mean, I'll just call it the Appleton. Wisconsin. Yeah, Appleton, yeah. The Appleton Comedy Appleton Club. Appleton Comedy Club. Yes. Crab uh, apples. apples. It's probably called crab apples. Yeah, Louis Anderson. They always have a stupid name. Fucking, you know, butt fucks, cock gobblers. <laughs> <laughs> butt fuck, cop gobblers. <laughs> I didn't even say that right. <laughs> tough word. Tough, tough yeah. thing to say. Butt fuck, cock but, goblin. <laughs> cock gobblers, actually. Cock gobblers. <laughs> we talked about goblins so much. I just wanted to say. I got these goblins on my car. Yeah, there's a lot of goblin talk. So, ladies, <laughs> guzzle down these they- goblins. <laughs> then get this. Jesus Christ. Goblins. For a second, I was like, why are you calling the ladies? Are they supposed to be fighting the goblins? Oh, with, their, <laughs> with their sweet throats. <laughs> 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 Which was a Playboy cartoon I saw once. There you uh, go. All right, bring yeah, it all the way back go. to childhood, there baby. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> childhood. Children be making See, cartoons. This is why it's always fun to have comedians on. Give him another beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Can I have one too? Actually, yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Stella is a good beer. I the thing about Stella that I don't like, have you ever been at a bar and they bring you Stella in that goblet? In the chalice. In the chalice. It's not meant for that. It's not it's <laughs> I always feel like like Stella's like a good medium beer to drink. Yeah. Like and then exactly. <laughs> but like it's a good medium beer to drink, but like I never I never Expect to be that jackass with the chalice well, well, when you, I order it. Well, no. you know, in uh, in, I mean, in Europe, cool time, they uh, you know, Stella's like PBR there. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's so like a, it's like a shit beer. It's so, like a so they're saying light. fuck you when I they mean, give us yes. the chalice. To me, yes, absolutely, to me, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like PBR as well. I fucking hate Stella, but I'll drink yeah. it every now and then. It's not a bad beer it's, to go to, like a yeah light beer. If for light beer, it's, it's fine. It's, it's crisp. It's yeah. whatever. It's just yeah. like. But yeah, when they started marketing it in America, they made it as this like trying to make it this upper class like thing. Champagne, of course. Beer. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. It yeah, sounds champagne. expensive. Stella Artois. It looks expensive. They had Adrian Brody in a commercial. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> you remember? That? I'm a fucking beer snob, man. I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, your last name is also Ulsberger. Ulsberger. So, like, Ulsberger. I mean, you can be a fucking. You can definitely be a beer snob. Exactly. That's like prime Thank beer you. country. Thank you. You spell it with an I E R. Trust me. Go. Yeah, yeah. I E R beer. Is that German? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ulsberg is German. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Deutsch. Go to go to go to Wisconsin. It's mainly was. Uh, it's mainly Wisconsin people. <laughs> <laughs> go to Wisconsin. A lot of law. Heavily, heavily, heavily Germanic. Yeah. Um, Polish, Irish. 
Um, Fewer Swedish people there than Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like I like St. Paul though. St. Paul's amazing. It is. Yeah. Let's make sure that our uh, computer doesn't die. It's right over here, I believe. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're partners, everybody. Yeah, yeah you're okay. welcome. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you have any um, do you have any uh, comedy plans coming? Any tours or anything yeah. no tours. that you're looking to do? Uh, in the what are you doing with your career? Yeah. What is it? I'm doing a, I'm Who doing a are show you? at Tiny Cupboard. Uh, you just did one? Or no, I'm starting tonight? one. Starting oh, a new okay. show. Oh, you, that's what you were talking yeah, about yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. With, do you know Sarah Summerlin? Yes, I know Sarah. Yeah, so I'm doing a show with her. Okay, cool. The uh, was it? it's going to be a weekly. It's called Rock Lobster. Uh, what is it? We got a picture of the of the rock with a lobster body. That so, is fucking awesome. It's very silly. Uh, <laughs> so hot. So Our first hot. one is going to be on uh, the 15th of this month so okay fun 7 p.m new uh, competition thursday. new yeah but uh, <laughs> not on a thursday we're not friends anymore yeah we are now a fucking this is the last time we will ever fucking speak you hear me acceptable <laughs> cordially yeah yeah <laughs> Next time I might hit you in a deli though. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> More deli. <laughs> Next time I it's see on you site. In the deli, you're getting slapped. <laughs> yeah. oh uh, but it was Hold it? on, that's a threat. Find me. 50k, Kevin Durant. Oh my god. Uh, what is it? Now it's it's just getting back to uh shows now. I don't know. Now it I know. Now, uh I don't have any tours or anything. I've talked to some people about potentially doing tours just because because I got the uh, vaccine a bit early that because of cancer, I got the vaccine earlier than people. But everybody's mm. going to get the vaccine yeah. soon enough. Dude, I can't wait. I am, uh, uh, I, can't wait. I just want the world to be normal again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so into that shit. Like, that's why it's so funny to like, you know, I heard this actually on uh, Bill Burr's podcast and shit. He was talking about uh, how people think, you know, this is all a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, like they all did it on. It's like, bro, no one wants to be doing this. No. It fucked up the economy. <laughs> the all the people makers. Yeah. Like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. There's like, like one girl on Etsy that got rich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and then maybe an underwear company had to make more masks than underwear. I don't yeah, know. like, Seriously. dude, I just want to live my life. I want to be able to go out. I want to be able to stay out till four in the fucking morning if I want yeah, to. Yeah. You know? How do you think New New York will uh, change once it's once it's back to full capacity? Or do you think it'll stay the think, same as it's always been? I mean, I think rents are going to go down a little bit. Just new ones, right? Because it's going to be fewer people. I think so too. Uh, what, it already I mean, is going down. Oh yeah, they've already they've already dropped a bunch. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, but I mean, I think they're going to stay down. I mean, it's going to be a, stay down too. It's going to yeah. be a while where um, it's going to be like one to two years, I think. Yeah, and and regardless, there's really still going to be more people working remotely. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad. I mean, if the subways are less busy and it's I love New York, but I also love uh, back then. I also loved wandering New York during off hours. Oh yeah, the best. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. my I, my favorite time to go to Times Square was probably like at six a.m. when no one was there. When no it, oh wow, like, yeah. You know when it just looks like uh, I, I don't know what's truly it? asleep. Finally, yeah, yeah. No one in there. Not too busy. No, I mean, there's yeah. something really beautiful about a place that's known to be packed with people that yeah, is completely yeah. empty. 
Absolutely. You know, it, right. it is really, especially someplace like Times Square, because it's still lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. That whole entire area. It's built to purely entertain people, yeah. whether or not they're going to stores or not. And to see it just like a ghost town is like really fucking cool. Like him, uh, you know, Kyle and his friend uh, AP, uh, the angel, uh, who's in one of our episodes, they went to uh, Chinatown, actually. And they and you were talking about going to a couple other places and just and just seeing how they're ghost towns and they're empty. Like, how, yeah. how did you feel about that? That was. Yeah. And I actually had gone to um, Times Square the day before, actually. Um, that was like March 30th, I think it was nice. <clears throat> March 30th. So about two weeks after the shutdown last year. Yeah. Yeah. Show and, off. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here in my, in my room beating off for the fourth time. <laughs> like I'm living life out there. Yeah. I'm out there taking photos and shit. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. I mean, the, the photos and the videos that I have from from that time was just crazy. I well, mean, well, that's the one thing, too. I think that, you know, once we're out of this, uh, you know, we're going to look back on this one aspect fondly, fondly is that like it was a once in a lifetime experience. You know, uh, for like most of humanity, like there were only a few people who were still alive since the last influenza outbreak, right. you know, where they had to wear masks yeah, and like all that it, stuff. Even and, like my grandpa uh, <clears throat> what was, it, was born a couple of years after it. It's like who is still going. Exactly. And it's like so it's so interesting, like to see, especially like. You know, we're sort of in a select crop of people like not even just New Yorkers, but people from Chicago, people from any major city that is now half empty. It's a very interesting kind of thing, you know, and you were used to you came here because you're into living this like kind of larger than life lifestyle. Yeah, that's the And now it's gone, but you're still there. And what does that mean? You know, so interesting to actually actively need that social aspect and the and stand (laughs) ripped away from. And then immediately it's like (laughs) you're in the one town where you're forced to be a shut in because uh, it's more. I mean, for one, it's more packed, but it's like, why not come here, pay twice the rent that anyone else pays? And then being a be in a town that is shut down for twice as long. Because of, yeah. uh, I mean, I, and you're paying those high prices because of the opportunity. Exactly, and being yeah, able to fucking and go to cool what, spots. What and, you're able to do. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, there is something where it's like uh, I know they're being more responsible by keeping the city shut down. I don't know how much of it was Cuomo just being like flexing muscle, but I know I know what they're doing. I mean, I was kind of, if I'll be honest, in the beginning, I was definitely siding with everything he was doing as Me far too. as like, because I'm just like, dude, like it does suck, but who gives a shit? Like exactly. we just need to take care of what needs to be taken and then care eventually of. Eventually, as soon as, as soon as things started turning the other way where it's like Cuomo, where it's like people were questioning Cuomo, and then all of a sudden, all these things started opening I up. Know. It's like, oh, so it was Cuomo just blocking these things? Yeah, which is nuts. Well, that's a reason why he, you know, he was blocking all sorts of shit like restaurants, this, that, and the third. But then never went for any sort of, uh, you know, uh, rent ban or anything like that. You know, not even not for, you know, regular tenants, but not even for some of these people who have mortgages who are landlords, you know, because he's in the pockets of real estate people. Yeah. You know, so like big, big real estate, like true large companies, they want all these people to run out of money so they can buy everything, knock it the fuck down. Absolutely. So he's just stalling shit, you know? 
And it, it's it it sucks, man. It it really fucking sucks. And I hope things bounce back. Both him and the mayor are in the like that. I feel like that's the one thing that they can both agree on is just pricing people out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did I ever tell you this? I actually uh, I met the mayor's uh, daughter. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to New York City. Nice lady. I smoked a blunt with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy. She was nice. She was nice. Uh, I didn't know she was like the mayor's daughter because at the time Bloomberg was still yes. the the mayor. So basically, it was my first day in uh, you know New York City. First day in Brooklyn, actually, especially too. So I left my apartment, and you know, weed out here. I come from. I was living in Jersey. That's where I grew up. And back then, before now, like weed was like illegal, illegal. Like if they catch a speck of weed, you're getting arrested and it counts as possession of marijuana. Yeah. Does not fucking matter. So I just got arrested. Some drama happened because of weed. That exact scenario, speck and whatever. Um, So I moved to New York and I'm like, yo, like it's decriminalized here. I looked it up. So I'm like, I'll just fucking smoke wherever. And I was at Prospect Park smoking a blunt by myself thinking how awesome it is to be in Brooklyn for the first time ever. (laughs) And uh, and some girl just walks up to me, you know, some very hipster looking girl. And she's like, hey, what's up? She's like, I see you smoking a blunt. Like, can me and my friend hit that shit? And I'm like. Two chicks, like this is cool. Like, <laughs> this is what Brooklyn is. Like everything I've been told my whole all entire life came true. I'm like, oh, all I had to do was it's pull like out the, the weed, and there's like there, you know. And so I'm like, of course. Like so, we start smoking and just talking and everything. And she was like, she casually kind of dropped it. She was like, yeah, my dad is like, he. She was like, he's the deputy mayor. He's the mayor of Brooklyn. That's how she said it. He was like, he's the mayor of Brooklyn. He's kind of like the vice mayor of New York City. And she was like, he's even thinking about running for mayor and everything. And I was like, whatever, like, whatever, bitch, give me back my fucking blunt. <laughs> you know, I don't give a shit. And, uh, you know, that was the last I ever fucking saw of her until de Blasio was running for mayor like four or five years later. And I'm literally watching a press conference with his daughter, all like dolled up and all this shit. And I'm like, yo, I smoked a blunt with that bitch. Yo. And she even name dropped it then. Yeah, she totally did. She totally did. Um, you know, apparently she's like kind of, you know, she's one of those like political wild children, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember <laughs> like does shit. You know, like oh, she does coke and shit like, and like it's been yeah. like rehab, you know, once or twice or some shit. So she's like a partier type of girl. So that doesn't surprise me that she did that, but I was just like, yo, like that's fucking lit as fuck. I thought she was bullshitting. Mm-hmm. I totally thought she was bullshitting. <laughs> 5 years later, I see her My dad, same gauges. The deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, gauges. huge gauges. Not huge, but she had some gauges no, on I mean, her. I feel like that that's like a sign that they are full of shit. Yeah. At first. It's, <laughs> like, it's either they're full of shit or they're the problem child. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, she's either lying or she truly is, you know, the fucking mayor's daughter and shit. Crazy. Mm-hmm. First day. Smoke. I was I'm actually not, scared. I'm not going to shit on gauges, but I am going to say it's always weird when they take them out. And then it's just it's like a weird floppy ear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they. Yeah, talk, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had I mean, described you, to me as yeah. very stinky, but Ugh, gross. Imagine if that gets caught on like a fucking like a coat hanger. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, yeah, that'd be terrible. Get terrible. back here. <laughs> so how did how did um how did New York Mag kind of survive through or the New the, Yorker or New York Mag? Sorry, the New, New Yorker. Yorker. New York. yeah. Sorry, our, our, the, our the last person we interviewed Shopper, did New York, York Mag. Oh wait, what they do? 
uh, as a the... photographer, uh, AP, the angel. AP, okay, cool, cool. You don't, you, you forgot don't about the angel that we mentioned? Oh, I, I, <laughs> the, the, the seraphim. You couldn't feel it. It's <laughs> yeah, right. Weird. It's divine energy. What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, no, he did that for New York Magazine yeah. and stuff. Uh, great dude, great dude. But yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Like, do you think they've been struggling a lot? How are they no combating idea. that? I don't know. I, th I feel like they're doing okay. I mean, I'm still seeing tote bags everywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's that is a New Yorker age. sign. Plenty yeah. of subscriptions coming through the door. That and the fucking AARP. If you see yeah. tote bags from either of those, they're doing just fucking exactly. fine. Exactly. <laughs> people are still, people need their groceries. People need their, I mean, what is it? Paper bags are illegal now. So, yeah. So I, mean, those, I will say that those I mean, are the under one. penalty of death. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> paper bags. You can't be caught with a paper bag, dude. Slice your fucking no, head off. Plastic bags are illegal. Both all bags. Paper bags you have to pay for now. Right. Really. Like grocery stores. They're like five cents. Oh wow. So I mean, I yeah. feel like the tote bag. The number one tote bag I've seen has been the New Yorker. So. Really, that's a, doing that's, okay. That's the number one tote. What are the uh, other nine? Maybe it sticks out. <laughs> Give me top ten totes. Top nine tote bags. <laughs> AARP. <laughs> NPR. That's Apples Lisa. in general. Apples in general. Okay. Uh, definitely the Target one. I've seen the Target one around a lot. Uh, I have seen that one. I've uh, seen a Yankee candle or two. Have you seen it? Oh, God. My nose nice Yankee tote. A Yankee candle. Uh, <laughs> I'm a patriot, though, you know? Uh, I have some paper, uh, paper towels. Yeah, that was I uh, took the paper towel and it's a uh, Yankee uh, tote. Yeah. Gotcha. Thanks. If you weren't doing comedy, what do you think you would be? No, suicide. Uh, be doing? Just, done. <laughs> done. I wouldn't be alive, dude. That's a great gig. Suicide. Suicide. Sick. You could. I could do it. Totally the crowd good. is amazing. Take it's it sick. on the road. Don't have, to, <laughs> don't have to work another day in your life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the audiences for suicide they are insane. Yeah, they're a tough crowd. No, but, but really, what do you think you would be doing if you weren't doing comedy? I'd probably just be. I mean, I think I'm doing it too. Like just making some art. Um, yeah, I'd be. I'd be more sad. You'd be making a, cartoons. I think. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be a Crispin Glover lookalike. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a, Vegas, he's a sweet boy. Crispy, Crispin Cream. Um, yeah. I think that's all I'd be doing. Well, I feel you. Do you ever think about that sometimes? Like sometimes. I mean, oh, actually, I probably thought about that uh, definitely because um, of COVID. Every, because of COVID, everything was dried up. Where it's like doing one park show a week. Uh, oh. I mean, you got how long we you were doing your show pretty often directly for like right off the bat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about probably like a month or two into covid that we started doing the uh See, shows and i feel like you're lucky in that regard like there's a lot of comics that just went crazy not do it i mean not crazy but like i know exactly what you mean yeah uh, i definitely did i mean definitely lucky but also too like i'm uh i don't know like i just i get very very restless yeah and like i was already accustomed to like running shows and like what that takes and everything and once it became like, if you don't run a show, you can't get on stage. Right. I was like, then I'm running shows. Right. But then <laughs> you had to find somewhere to run shows. Oh, and then I still had to find people because so many people were not into performing there are at the people, time. There are and people, even now, it's still tough. No, it's like there's people that I've. 
because I'm, I'm going to start that thing over um, a tiny cupboard. Um, mm-hmm. Pardon me. And the there have been people that have contacted that have not done stand up for over a year. Oh yeah. And I, I'm not expecting that answer. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can. I can. I think I can relate to exactly what you just said because this week. The last week and a half has actually been super busy for me for acting. I don't know if you know, but I'm an actor. Um, I'm an actor and a photographer. And this past week and a half has been crazy busy. And some of these, like my, my friend Mike, he was just like, I haven't acted in a year. And now I'm getting bombarded with fucking Shit, yeah. audition after audition. He's Why like, is it well, now? this is great. Well, yeah. things are opening up back up. Like things are shooting for sure. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty much normal. Yeah, honestly, like I'm, I've auditioned as much as I was before, ever right? have before wow, COVID. Okay. Right now, like the last two weeks have been crazy busy for me. That's so fucking it's, awesome, and it's all been like legit jobs, which is amazing as well. Because great. you know, I do a lot of commercials here and there because, um, you know, just legit audi- auditions don't come as often. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, more commercials in general, um, but. Uh, yeah, now it's like these things open up. Some of these mm-hmm. people just don't have any. It's super rusty. You know, yeah. They're not. They haven't even been auditioning, you dude. Know? Which is <clears throat> insane. Not only are you not working, you yeah. haven't even been auditioning. No, it's yeah, true. I feel like they opened up that stuff uh, pretty quickly. Like they found ways to make acting work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've been shooting since. I mean, you already can if you really November. think about it. You know, just get rid of extras or have the extras be over there. Like I was actually watching, um, I was watching uh, the new Law and Order. So they've come out with a tenth Law and Order called Law and Order uh, Organized Crime, <laughs> and it stars Christopher Melanie Stabler from SVU, and yeah. so now he's moved into the Organized Crime Unit. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Don't want, I tried watching it. I I, I left after we'll fifteen anyways. minutes. Just be on it. Don't. Don't yeah, exactly. God awful. But it was so interesting seeing them shoot because a lot of their shit, the extras were mad far away and there's yeah, only like yeah, one yeah. or two people and it's only the people speaking. Yes. And, and, you can, and they're also spaced out. And Sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, I was watching some television shows over the, you know, the, the fall and the winter because they were shooting. I don't know. Some like Hawaii Five-0 or something yeah, like yeah. that when I was like back home <laughs> with my parents for Christmas or something yeah. like that. And they had masks like the actors yeah. were wearing masks because the timeline for yeah. the show is like current. So they're yeah. all wearing masks in the scenes. And they had like, masks in Law and Order, too. Yeah. My mom's a huge fucking um, soap opera fan. Yeah. So she watches soaps all the time. And like the actors aren't wearing masks, but they are clearly <laughs> six feet away from each other. But the, yeah. Yeah. But the film industry and TV industry has done an amazing job because they have covid compliance officers. Mm. that are like trained health professionals like a lot of these dudes that are like that will go to sets and be like safety officers in general Mm -hmm. so you know they do the guidelines for um you know anything health and safety whether it be physical or you know how the food's being displayed yeah i know exactly uh, cooked on set or how you know whatever um uh, they've all uh, gotten their COVID nineteen um, like uh, certificates to be these compliance officers on set. Okay. So once that really kicked in, uh, uh, I mean, shooting 
went way up but i mean that costs more money which is as of well course, you have yeah. to pay these people as well yeah, so and then yeah. you have to follow all these guidelines and you know so it's actually been a bit harder but i think now it's getting easier but at first it was harder because it it actually you need a larger budget in order for this to oh, happen. of course that's probably why that uh you know something like you know hawaii 50 you know, we'll have the COVID compliance officer, but daytime TV, the soap opera probably won't, you know? Right, right. And they're just like, yeah, just stand far from each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Craft yeah. services table is like half empty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Those are big budgets too. They got the money for that shit for sure. I think on anything massive, they definitely, anything SAG, anything yeah, yeah. SAG, 100%. There's there's a compliance officer. Okay. It can't, cool. you can't, you can't shoot if you don't have one. Gotcha. Are you um, a SAG? You a SAG guy? I'm SAG eligible. You a SAGy boy? <laughs> Answer the question. Yeah. Are, Are you, you a, a saggy boy? boy? I uh, <laughs> like to uh, feel that I am quite the opposite. <laughs> although, I did, although, I did, although I did, although I did, although I did. I there did put go. on a couple pounds during quarantine. <laughs> and we're he back. Is, he, already is, he already is a wonderful person. That's great. What's his name again? Tay, right? Giante, yeah, Tay. Nice. We're talking about the dark yeah. aspects of Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> the seedy underbelly. Yeah. But the light that comes from it. There you yes. go. Yes. You know? yeah. Hey, man, there's always light in the fucking darkness, dude. Yeah. That's a fact, man. You know, a lot of people come from shitty places, but, you know, sometimes they make the most impact in the fucking world, man. And it's a fucking great thing, dude. Completely. It's great for you. If you guys don't know, uh, Kyle actually uh, has or was in the Big Brother, you know, Big, uh, big, sister, big yeah. Brother, Big Sister program and uh, still keeps up with the person that he used to kind of watch and take out, you know. So that's really nice, man. Yep. Yeah. Still mentoring them 10 years later. There you go. Uh, you know, Eric, are you mentoring any I young am, children? Uh, my <laughs> talking about my ex girlfriend? No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, there was an age difference, but not like that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I haven't done too much uh, like Big Brother, Big Sister type stuff. I wanted to like a couple years ago. But like I remember I went on like the website or something and it was just like uh, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of shit. I just never got it, into it. It is. There's a huge screening it, process. Yeah, it was like a mind. large like screening process. And I was like, I'm a comedian. I don't have time to Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not like a volunteer program where you can just kinda like go and volunteer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like match. you gotta like be there. They match you. They match you. Like yeah. you have to go through a couple of interviews. That's you what know, I saw. Background yeah. check. It's like, you dude, I drink with... during the day. I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, have to, what, you have to drink during the day. Well, that's where I was back in the, you know, yeah. a couple years ago. I was like, dude, I get uh, high when I wake up and I drink tall boys during the day. I can't. Yeah. I thought I could just take a kid out you to a movie. You show a kid how to do that. <laughs> you know, Only a couple Actually, more years. That might save your life. You might be right. Maybe. Just be like, don't be like me. No, no. <laughs> be like me. Don't commit crimes. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what? You don't think Phil commits crimes? Oh, <laughs> don't don't say that, please. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. A man of crime. <laughs> but what about you, Eric? Have you ever volunteered or anything before? I used to. I mean, I used to tutor kids. Okay. When I was in college, but not uh, volunteered. I used to volunteer for um, Habitat for America. Habitat like, for humanity. Habitat for humanity. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, we would go and build houses and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I always wanted to. But that was in like college, so like yeah, as you can tell, it's a time away. If I don't have the correct title, but yeah. No, I know what you mean. I mean, well, in college, especially too, that's when you're just like, I want to do all this good yeah. stuff and all that shit, you know, that habitat for humanity, you know, for some people, you know, they're there for a long time, but yeah. I see, I, I would think a lot of those kids are probably college kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, my brother actually uh, spent years working for AmeriCorps. So he used to work for uh, youth build, which is a sect of AmeriCorps where basically they teach a lot of kids, um, you know, it's a lot of kids who like either dropped out of high school and stuff like that or like are out of high school and like, you know, uh, need stuff like to maybe get a college degree and everything. But basically they live below the poverty line. Like it's one of those types of charity jobs where you live below the poverty line. You're there. It's supposed to like teach you how to like, I don't know, interact with people less fortunate than you are or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. You like build houses all the time. He wanted me to do it. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. like i got my own problem yeah, yeah i'm like i first. can't do it he stopped doing it though uh eventually eventually he was there for years and years and years um but he eventually quit because you know they i guess they weren't really compensating him as well and you know by then he was starting to get older and he was telling me you know that like a lot of those jobs you know mentoring kids and stuff and you know it's social work a lot of it can be like you know you're just a kid watching over another kid Yes. You know, and he was like, after a while, you know, you get tired of it, but also you feel bad because it's like, I'm not emotionally or even mature enough to, you know, deal with this situation that this kid is in and they weren't paying them right and stuff like that. So now he works for FEMA, actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt when I was doing stuff for Habitat for Humanity a little bit because it was kids in Appalachia where it's like I was in college and they were you know, I don't know, middle school kids and we were helping them build houses. But I was still a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I So you did Habitat for Humanity in the U.S. I always thought Habitat for Humanity like went to other countries. You went to Minnesota and no, built houses? No, no Appal Appalachia. Isn't that, I mean, that's still America, that's like, right? That's still America. That's, uh, but in the south. That's not oh, Minnesota. Okay, sorry, sorry. So near the Appalachian Mountains. Yes. I thought those were a up north for no, some reason. I don't know. No, uh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being so forgiving. Uh, <laughs> I am not personally offended. Yeah, yeah. We've had a few beers. Uh, with that being said, I guess we're going to wrap up because we've been sure. hanging out for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Or uh, Just my show. Uh, well, uh, I'll say my, my website, ericbergstrom.com, Eric with the K. Uh, Check that out, and that's where everything is. But um, I have uh, my show, Rock Lobster, is going to come out. So that's going to be April 15th over at Tiny Covered. Come check that out. And then from then on, it's going to be every Thursday at what? Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. That's so the plan. There you yeah. go. That's the fucking plan. Rock Lobster. Look out for it. And remember, guys, uh, if you're watching this, make sure to come by the Tiny Cupboard for House Party, my show. Uh, every Saturday at 8 p.m. That is every Saturday at 8 p.m. And I'm just I just got a new show at Bushwick Public House uh, Sundays at eight. So if you guys want to come hang out there too, you're very welcome to it. So we'll see you later. Oh, uh, Kyle, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say? I have nothing for you at this moment. All right. Um, He's a tranquil keep, man. Keep doing the same thing. Keep following Learning Things podcast with Kyle and Phil. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of your support. 
Um, thank you for being on the show, Eric. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great to meet you and yeah. learn some great, things dude. about you. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you soon. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We'll see you later, guys. Take Peace. Care, <laughs>